Welcome to E-Commerce Matters. E-Commerce Matters is the world's leading e-commerce pricing podcast brought to you by Black Curve. Each episode explores how retailers can better understand competitor pricing and use pricing insights to improve Google shopping performance. This is episode 57, entitled Mastering Black Friday and Cyber Monday, the ultimate last minute cheat sheet. I'm Philip Huthwaite, founder and CEO at Black Curve. Today, we're joined by industry experts sharing their last minute tips for success in the upcoming promotional period. We have Adam Pierce, CEO of Blend Commerce, Oliver Banks, Retail Transformation Director and Consultant of OB and Co, Stephen Jones, Head of Partnerships at Digital Genius, and Josh Duggan, co-founder of Avant and an e-commerce paid media specialist. Let's hear those cheats. In today's podcast, we're looking at last minute tips that e-commerce companies can implement to set themselves up for even greater success during the upcoming promotional period of Frenzy. A lot of plans will have been underway for some time, but there are always simple wins, simple hacks that may have been forgotten. We're looking today at things that can be implemented with little effort, but will have maximum benefit. This marks the culmination of our Black Friday and Cyber Monday BFCM series. Check out our previous episode focused on pricing for BFCM for a roundup. Today, we're going wider than pricing. It's not Rob Horton joining me this time around. He's got his feet up, hopefully somewhere sunny. We're inviting four e-commerce experts to share their last minute tips for BFCM success. First up is Adam Pierce. I am the co-founder and CEO of Blend Commerce, which is the CRO and CBO agency for Shopify Plus Brands. Uh, we as an agency have been running now for just under eight years. And predominantly, the, the way that we work is that if you are a Shopify Plus brand that is kind of doing, you know, sort of in excess of about $5 million a year, we are the agency that can help you increase your lifetime value. And typically, uh, when a brand works with us, we increase lifetime value by about 54% over the course of six months. Well, sign up now. Uh, and also, <laughs> Adam, you... you, you um... You moonlight as a, as an event organizer in um, in one. Moonlighting is not the right word, really, is it? They're pretty pretty big deals. Do you want to have a shout out to um, to an event uh, that that you run regularly? Because I've I've attended a couple now, and I must say they're they're brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, a couple of years ago, me and my business partner Peter, uh, we started something called the Ecom Collab Club, um, and the idea behind this was that at the time, you know, after COVID. People wanted to get out and sort of, you know, see the whites of each other's eyes. Um, everyone was sick webinars at the time. And we said, look, actually, we need to get people talking about partnerships again. So we set up something called the Econ Club Club, which happened in London on the third Wednesday of each month. Basically, what happens is that you have a group of agencies and a group of tech partners who come together and sort of discuss agency and tech partner partnerships ideas um, we have a, a fireside chat we have some called the agency air fryer as you know philip it's very tongue-in-cheek um, there is quite a lot of bad language 
um, which you know some people, well, most people like. Um, but the idea of it really is to kind of have a relaxed environment whereby you can come and talk about the things that are obviously on everyone's mind when it comes to partnerships. I think the interesting thing and the thing we're looking forward to in 2024, um, we are going to be allowing brands to come along too. Um, so the discussion is going to be a little bit wider, but ultimately very relaxed environment uh, to talk about all the kind of things that matter about e-com. Uh, for anyone really, it's an e-com, whether that's Shopify, uh, Big Commerce, Magento, um, any of the platforms that are there. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll see you at one of those very soon. Well, I must say that uh, I've been to a lot of these e-commerce events and uh, yours is exceptionally well run and very well attended. So uh, I have to say you get I get a lot of, I got I get a lot out of your event compared to some others. So uh, I thoroughly, well, thoroughly I'll, I'll send you the check in the post. Bill, <laughs> I'm quite expensive, by the way. So make sure it's got a lot of noughts on the end. So, Adam, while I'm waiting for that check, what's your advice for e-commerce companies out there? The problem we all face this time of year is that when it comes to getting people on the site, the cost of ads is, is astronomical. And, you know, we've seen the past three years, sometimes you can have sort of, you know, 200% increases on ad costs. So I guess the question is, how can you monetize what you have already? Whether you call that retention, whether you call that looking at your customer base already, what can you actually do? So bearing in mind kind of where we are in the year right now, one of the things that I think is really helpful to look at is actually by using more of your data. And I know this is something Philip, you'll probably advocate for, but one of the specific ways of doing this is that if you think about your customers at the moment, what do you actually know about them? And when you look through the data, you know, you might have their order history. Um, you might have had some interactions with them via email. But do you really know what they want, what they need, what they're looking for? And one of the things that we have deployed a lot of times with brands is using an on-site quiz. And when people hear the word quiz, they sometimes think gimmick. You know, they think, well, is this going to be one of those things on Facebook where they tell me what Disney character I am? It is not at all like that. And I think the best way to describe it is that, you know, let's say, for example, that we are a skincare brand. If you're a skincare brand and you, let's say for the moment, have an email list of maybe 40 or 50,000 people, on that list, you're going to have obviously people that have bought from you, people that haven't bought from you, and the people that have, you'll have some data on them about their purchase. But are you are you really aware of what skin condition that they're trying to treat? Are you aware of who they're buying for? Are you aware of actually when they are buying and for you know, a particular event time of year? The answer probably is no. And with an on-site quiz, what you can do is do this two ways. Number one is you can use a tool like Octane AI. And what Octane AI will do is allow you to build a quiz that can be sent out to your existing customers. And if you have then linked that with Klaviyo with the integration, all of that data can then go and sit in your Klaviyo account. So for example, if you are now at this moment, you know, setting up a quiz, sending it out to your 40 or 50,000 people that you have on your list. Typically in my experiences with doing this, about 30 to 40% would complete it. Imagine the segments that you could then create and knowing what offer you need to then give to each of those people. So if, for example, you know that actually on that, you know, sort of uh, 40,000 list, 5,000 of them have told you that they're suffering from dry skin, or you don't need to be a rocket scientist, the offer you're going to give them is going to be about products to then help them with their dry skin. 
Equally, if you know that maybe 3,000 of them are previously bought as a gift, you need to then create gift bundles as your offer that is then going to market to them. And obviously, you can do this with your email, um, but you can also use that data in things like on-site personalization tools. So if you have the ability to say, well, actually, if this group, if this segment comes to site, I can then use an on-site personalization tool to only give them in the actual homepage header or homepage hero image images of a gift and products related to that, perfect. You then give them something more personalized. And I think, you know, at this moment in time, people are looking for ease when they're shopping. So if you are serving them up, then something that's going to help them buy, that is obviously a good move. Now that's, I guess, one strand of it. The other strand of it is, like I said, on-site quiz. And the thing is here, if you have people coming to the site, the biggest blocker that we have found, I think, you know, in, in 10 years in e-commerce is, people getting confused about where they need to go and where the products are for them. So if you have, if you look at your site at the moment, you can see you've got a big navigation with lots of different drop downs for a customer coming to site for the first time, are they going to know where they need to be? And we actually had this issue with one of our clients who are a specialist food brand. And the problem that they had is that they had people coming to site who were very strongly following a keto diet. Some were following paleo, some were just general members of the public and some were kind of, you know, half and half. They sort of gone into the idea of being on a paleo diet, but maybe weren't completely a fake. So what we did with them is, and what you can do with your site right now, is have that on-site quiz as essentially the main call to action. You can ask them maybe a series of six, seven questions. All of that data is then being stored in Klaviyo to allow you to post-market to them. But you can also then give them a compelling offer during Black Friday or before Black Friday that will then hopefully encourage them to spend. And when we do this, what we found is that quizzes, they generally convert at between 20 and 25%. So I imagine look, most people are looking at on-site conversion between, say, 3 and 7%. So it really does give you, I guess, a great opportunity for now in terms of leading up to Black Friday to market better. But secondly, after Black Friday, it then is giving you both combined with your order data and also your quiz data a way to then better market in the future as well. A fantastic cheat sheet from Adam there. I'm sure you'll agree. Your customers know best, ask them and they will share with you what they need and want. You'll be surprised at how few e-commerce companies speak to their customers. If you know your customer's preferences, you will improve your chances of conversion. Next up is Oliver Banks. In the spirit of today's podcast entitled The Ultimate Last Minute Cheat Sheet, Oliver has brought us not one, but three tips. I'm an expert consultant and I work with senior leaders in retailers to help transform the business and transform operations. I'm recognized as one of the world's most influential voices in the industry as a LinkedIn top voice, a top retail influencer, a, a podcast host myself, speaker, and an author of an upcoming book called Driving Retail Transformation. I've got three tips to share, a strategic one, a more tactical one, and a more thoughtful one as well. So let's start with the strategic one. This is about segmenting your customers to understand who are your most valuable customers and then think about what is it you are going to do for those most valuable customers? Maybe it's just the, the top 1%. And this is a good approach all year round because actually 
when you look at the value and the contribution of those, let's say 1% of customers, it's going to be far beyond the, 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 that total percentage in terms of importance for your business. So think about what are you going to do for those really valuable customers? You know, are you going to offer perhaps some early access? Could you give a, a bonus or a gift for them? on purchasing over the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend or, or period? Could you give them some exclusive insight about why some of your promotions are great or perhaps some really targeted recommendations for them based on their history? You know, think about what's right for your most valuable customers and really look to roll out the red carpet. My second tip is the more tactical tip. So here, this is about experiencing your own store as a brand new customer would. You know, really look to think about all those things that are important to customers. What's your delivery proposition, your costs, your returns policy? You know, how is how easy is it to sign up for an account? What discounts do you get? What are the notifications you get? Are your payment methods working? Are your delivery methods accurate? Really take an honest look at your own shopping experience as a customer would. Perhaps that's sitting down with a friend or a family member, perhaps that don't know the business as intimately as you know that process, or perhaps talk to an external expert to, again, just get that virgin experience on what it's like to shop with you. And then my third and final tip is the more thoughtful one. And this is about recognizing that we need to capture lessons learned after Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whilst it's still fresh in our head, and then get ready to execute on them next year. So think about what it is you're going to do, because taking last minute actions, let's be honest, is fantastic. And I would wholeheartedly encourage you to do it. Taking advanced actions is even better. So think about how are you going to recognize what went right? What could be better next time around? What did you like other companies and what they did this, this time around? Set a calendar for after after the event, but not too far in the future to capture all of that and then set another calendar event for next year. Maybe it's May, June time to reflect back and put into action those same lessons. So hopefully next time around, you don't have to take so many last minute actions. I especially liked number three there. We can forget what we did yesterday, let alone last year. So document your actions and results so you have a reference point to optimise further next year. On to Stephen, Steve Jones for his BFCM last minute tip. Uh, head of partnerships at Digital Genius. So I look after our relationships with other people who share our clients. I've been working in e-commerce for probably six or seven years now. So I'm with Digital Genius and we are the customer service automation platform for e-commerce and retail. So we work with generally fairly large retailers, people like Selfridges and All Saints, Holland and Barrett, people like that. Uh, and we help them to deflect the low value, repetitive customer conversations that they get so that their human beings can focus on the conversations that really matter most. Yeah, we're, we're very lucky with the customers that we get to work with. Reebok, Skullcandy, Wix, Music Magpie, like it just goes on and on. But uh, our most recent case study has actually just gone live today. Um, yeah, it was just a story about our customer, AirUp. 
Uh, so they do these cool like water bottles. I don't know if you've seen them. That they like aerate the water as you drink through the straw, and then you can add a flavor through the aeration. So you can make it like a cola flavored water bottle. Um, so yeah, that that product is sick. But they have done their own analysis and believe they've achieved a six hundred percent return on investment through the use of digital genius. So they're embracing human plus AI, uh, which we have trademarked by the way, human plus AI. Um, so they're pro- uh, using a human plus AI approach to customer service. In terms of merchants, yeah, I mean, as you say, it's never too late to do something. Uh, it's definitely too late to do some things. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, it might be a little bit late to implement a full automation strategy for your customer service. Uh, it's probably too late now to get that done before Black Friday. But it's not too late to start measuring and to work out what would the value be of automation. It doesn't have to be customer service. That's what we do. But I think with the big AI surge we've seen in this last 12 months, like how popular it is, how how common it is as a topic in boardrooms across the country, yeah, th- this would really be the peak I was using to measure, okay, what what could the impact be if we could reduce our customer service tickets by 30%, if we could make our warehouse move 150% of its current speed? Like what, what efficiencies could we see in the new year? If this is going to be our peak trading period, this is going to be the best, the largest sample size of data that we're going to be able to get on these kinds of efficiencies. So yeah, this would really, if you haven't done anything yet in terms of automation and you're conscious that you haven't, then let yourself, uh, give yourself the excuse of, oh, that's just how we do it. You know, it's just, you know, we just do things manually here. Like now is the time to measure it and to if that's still the choice you make that's your prerogative but you need the the data to make an informed decision let it be an informed decision not to automate instead of just a a guess so it's probably a good time to maybe document your day-to-day or the key responsibilities that individuals in your organization are doing i mean if it's a smaller one you'll likely have many hats and then mm. is there any quick wins? You're going to have a really busy period. Sales are going to be through the roof. Are there any quick wins that you can you can automate? I mean, I'm already seeing some of our customers, for example, are, are setting up a, a chat bot on their website that they didn't have previously. So it means that when mm. they've got a lot more traffic on their website, ca- how can they respond to those questions during peak period in a time timely fashion? And that's not that difficult to set up so there are always sort of simple things that you can do to especially at a last minute capability and then right you know whilst today's podcast we're looking at last minute tips these things go on it's not just the promotional period these things that you these projects that you can start can set you up for for the next year yeah absolutely yeah yeah there's there's two points you touched on there so yeah, definitely the time to measure if if you are a small business or or you know even if you're you're a big business but you feel stretched and you don't think you can take on a huge reporting task maybe just pick one pick one thing pick a new metric that you haven't measured before pick something that is going to give you a good indication of the value of automation you know something related to speed you know how quickly are we getting back to our customers how quickly are we getting products out the door um, how quickly are we updating the stock levels across our site? So, you know, wh- whatever that is, how, how quickly are we changing according to the market? How quickly are we changing our price? Uh, you know, how quickly are we reflecting the changes that, that, that need to be reflected? Do something to measure your speed. Um, yeah, and then the, the, 
the second element that you were just talking about, the kind of actual quick wins, I think being proactive is, is it's never it's never impossible to be a little bit more proactive. Customers want you to talk to them. We, you know, we know that. They want you to let them know that their issue is being handled. And they respect honesty, generally speaking. Customers generally respect honesty. So when you say, look, it's peak, <laughs> it's Black Friday, this is crazy for us. They'll, they'll accept that. It might take us an extra couple of days to get your parcel to you. It might take us an extra couple of days to get back to this email. It's much better to do that than just, just leave them in the dark and hope that they don't get annoyed. Um, so, yeah, I'd say proactivity would be my kind of quick tip. Try to be a little bit more proactive. It's very easy to set up some automations, whether you're using a tool like Shopify or Klaviyo or a tool like ours. It's very easy to set up proactive automations to let your customers know things are a bit stretched right now. We might take a little bit longer to get back to you. Automation is your friend, especially during the busy promotional period that's coming up. Do more with less. And last but very not least, I welcomed Josh Duggan to provide his last minute cheats for BFCM success. I'm one of the co-founders of Vivant. We're a performance marketing agency and an e-commerce consultancy. So the performance marketing team is a team of 40. We work with some great global brands. We work with Doc Martens. Uh, we work with Ghani. We work with Stussy, Osprey, Muji. Traditionally, we work with kind of like premium fashion, premium lifestyle brands, but we also work with Travis Perkins and like a number of like more technical, like advanced retailers where we manage their like local inventory uh, and everything else. Uh, most of the brands we work with, we manage their international European activity. So we're pretty global in terms of what we do. And just, I guess, for like a tiny bit of context, so 40% of our ad spend is on Meta, 40% is on Google, and then around 20% would be on like TikTok, YouTube, and essentially like any other biddable platform, really. Just a stat we generally reference is kind of like how much we manage in terms of global ad spend a year. So this year will be at least 60 million in global ad spend. So we're, yeah, we work with like a number of leading brands um, have got a lot of trust in us in terms of like where we're spending budget. So um, yeah, hopefully that gives us uh, some credibility. Well, I hope Google sends you at least a cake to say thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, yeah. <laughs> or they yeah, probably just give you yeah, a you platinum bet. badge or something, don't they, on your website? That's, that's your that's thanks, fun. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they've sent the wall um, kind of like sticker now where you can plug it up and it's got a few lights. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So from cake to the first of two cheats from Josh. I've got a few recommendations here and I believe most of them could be introduced um, pretty quickly. They're not too strenuous or too technical. So um, yeah, and I think they would have like massive impact if they're introduced well. So the first one would be broken stock. And I think this is kind of like often overlooked from a performance marketing, um, sometimes an econ perspective. So even as a consumer, especially over the Black Friday period, you'll quite often find yourself clicking a Google shopping ad or a catalog ad on Meta. And then the PDP that you go through to, you find that there's only an XXL in stock or, you know, the majority of popular sizes are out of stock. So one thing we do throughout the year, and it's kind of like paid dividends for us in our performance strategy, but especially over peak is essentially building in logic, which removes products when all of the popular sizes are out of stock. So it takes some, upfront work just to understand, you know, what are the most commonly purchased products? 
and essentially how much risk are you willing to apply? So if 80% of the products are sold in X sizes, are you willing to risk um, when you take them out? But it would be quite easy to introduce. You can work with your feed solution to essentially, yeah, build in logic, which says if you only have kind of like the largest or smallest size in stock, uh, you essentially remove all products within that um, like product group uh, or everything which sits under the parent product. And then, yeah, as I said, we've seen massive kind of like benefits from that. And I guess a good example would be if you search, for, say, for example, like Nike Air Max 90s, Google doesn't know if all of your other sizes are up stock. Google will basically say this query triggers this product, which they've got in stock. We're going to serve it. And it might be a size 13. And then when the consumer clicks on and buy it, like, you know, it goes to PDP, but that's essentially every other product out of stock. So I think that's a really quick win, quite nice to introduce. And um, as I said, we do it year round with most of our clients. So um, yeah, definitely something to consider. And on to this podcast's last cheat for ultimate BFCM success. I quite like this one. So, so all of our conversations would be around essentially like Black Friday promotion, I guess, just in terms of like, a tiny bit of context around what we see black friday would generally be like the largest day um over the period the saturday and sunday could be anywhere between like 10 to 30 percent lower and then cyber monday essentially kind of like sits in between like most of the brands we work with would have some form of like extra offer on the monday so whether it's like an extra 10 percent um or like new lines added or just something to keep the like offer interesting so i, I normally recommend that but one thing which is often overlooked is essentially what, what happens when you leave sale. So like a big focus, what our whole team has done over the last kind of like 24 months is understanding what are the best tactics when you leave sale, just so you don't see that like sudden decline in demand. And I guess some of the tactics we've seen which work best would essentially be like enabling the content and the ads now, which you plan to run after. So if you're running gifting for example, you want to build that demand for gifting. You want to build that like brand narrative and for proposition and all of that interest now so that when you turn on the ads on the Tuesday after Black Friday or whenever it is, that, you know, that offering has already been kind of like introduced to consumer. And then even from a, I guess, a platform perspective, there's a lot of benefit around an ad having in Facebook, it's called a relevancy score. So Facebook give you a relevancy score as people click and engage with your ads. So you don't want to switch immediately to a cold ad, which has never been served before. Um, it's quite a nice tactic to essentially just, I mean, for some of our clients as well, we would have like 10% of our budget over the weekend running uh, BAU ads. So it's still that brand storytelling piece. It's still brand introduction. And, um, and then when you switch over the day after you've, essentially you're not just turning on a cold campaign cold ads which have never been served before so yeah i think that's um definitely something to research and look into anyway and then the black box machine is knows what it's looking at doesn't need to do the test exactly in the first few days yeah i mean that's just been a crazy dynamic and shift over the last like two years how much ownership is given to the platform around targeting we've had everything from quizzes to get to know your customers more effectively so you can have targeted promotions that are personalized to drive better conversions all the way through to bidding only on products that you have a good size range of. Absolutely no point on bidding on products, spending money on that click to get people to your website only for them to abandon that purchase at the last minute. It's wasted ad spend. 
We hope that you get huge value out of all the cheat sheets provided by my guests on today's podcast. I'd like to thank all of my guests, Adam Pierce, Oliver Banks, Steve Jones and Josh Duggan for sharing their advice for BFCM success. It's not too late. There's still a couple of weeks left. There's lots of work that can be done that doesn't take much effort to really set yourself up for success during this promotional period. We've been Black Curve. This has been E-Commerce Matters, the world's leading e-commerce pricing podcast. Until next time, let the BFCM games begin.